I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. We went for a massage. Yes, that's what we were going to go do last time we were talking on here. Yes. And we had a, a conversation on the way there, and I said, these are the things we should podcast about. Yes. Do you remember what any of those these things are? I do. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Yeah. We uh, we did go for a massage because it used to be like your thing. It, you, you used to go once or twice a month, and when work was really rough, you were going like once or twice a week. Yeah, I was going more uh, a couple of years ago. And you really liked that. And so this winter for Christmas, I got us a couple's massage. Right. You because did. it's something that you had really enjoyed. Right. And then I said, you should get a massage. And you were like, I don't want no massage. <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> and so I was really worried, like, oh, does he not like that anymore? What's, why do you not? And I thought part of it, and I know, in fact, part of it you told me was just because it was a grumpy day that day. If I told you that, that was probably true. Yes. Yes. But then the other part of it. The other part of it is, even though a massage can be very helpful when you have a lot on your plate, I had so much on my plate figuring out massage after transition and, hmm, because there's a lot of these things that become a process and a lot of the times the process kind of leaves you back in the same place where you started but you still had to go through all the thoughts about it of okay um things are different now i have scar tissue that's pretty prominent because my scars are about six or seven months old and they're healing well but they're there mm-hmm. and then there's other things like packing which is more important for the men's locker room. Yes. And places like that where mm-hmm. you don't want everybody to be like, "Hey, you look different." Yeah. Yeah. Or as our number 2 son would say, "Do you have a wiener?" <laughs> Do you have a wiener yet, dad? <laughs> so, and what did you tell him last time? I forgot. I, I don't know. I tell him all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. But but anyhow, the the point was that... You have three in your nightstand. Yes, I, I have at least three. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing. Um, the awareness of being different. Yes. And how does that come about? And it's not just new because of transition. It's always been there. Yeah. When you're a queer and you know you're different, you have this awareness of... Uh, on a regular basis of kind of knowing what your surroundings are and knowing if what the safety factors are. And granted, most of the places we are, they're, you know, very safe. The men's locker room at our gym. But things can follow you. Yes. To a less safe place. Yes. Um, Out of the locker room and, you know, onto the street or they have your name and they get your address or whatever if right. people have a problem. Right. So because there's those things as far as awareness, when it comes to 
being less dressed in any situation or any other new type of thing. Like I've said before with the, with the men's room at work, I got used to the men's room and now I just go in and I pee and then I go out, you know, That's it's no big deal. Generally how it works. But at first you're like, okay, um, I have to go to the other, you know, what did you call it? Unisex. It's a unisex bathroom, <laughs> you know, because everybody's still kind of like, what bathroom are you going to go in? Ah. Yeah. Um, Although they don't worry as much about you as they would about a trans woman. Yeah. Yeah. That typically that seems to be true. Mm -hmm. Typically so. Yeah. But, um, and then as I see that they're going to be more used to it, it's a little more, uh, comfortable for me to try to get used to it. <laughs> yes. And, and decide, do I want to be in the men's room when I know, you know, it's a very, it's like a stall and one urinal. So, mm -hmm. you know. Do I want to be in there and which of my coworkers is going to be in there and, you know, that kind of stuff. You're just very aware, just like a teenager, you're very aware of yourself and you're, mm -hmm. what, what's going on around you with people. And then there's a clear part where you're aware of your safety factors. And, and that's been there all along when, you know, you're worried about potential discrimination and you grew up as a queer and you're worried about the safety issues of uh, harassment and abuse because of that set of differences it's still just in the back of your mind and then you know for me or you if we don't like you know at our age if we don't like the way someone's reacting or acting towards us mm -hmm. we wouldn't put up with it no but that doesn't make it any more comfortable no you have to go through it so we're, you know you you set up a massage and i'm like Hmm, I need to go through this process. Okay, the process has become, now, with some experience, let me think ahead. What's happened before when something's about to be a new situation? Yes. Locker room at the gym, men's room, etc. Mm-hmm. And over time, as I'm used to it and I know what to expect and I know what's around me and what to watch for... Um. It's just like when I used to go to the other bathroom or the other locker room. You know, you start to get used to it and it's all good. Right. Um, so I try to think ahead of, is this really a big deal? Or is this me needing to figure out what to do with myself? Yes. And a lot of times that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's It's not always true in other places or other situations for other people, but... Typically for me, at my age and my work status and, you know, life in general, the way, the way my life is running, typically I usually just have to deal with myself. Right. And I, I have to say that we are amazingly fortunate to be middle-aged, middle-class white folks. Yes. Because we don't have to deal with a lot of the things that trans persons of color or lower socioeconomic status queer persons or, you know, people with other strikes against them from birth or from culture or from any other, you know, if, if this is the biggest thing you have to deal with, it's pretty manageable. And right. I think that we are very fortunate. 
Yes, and a few of those things which we have a little experience with back in the day when we were less... Yes, we both we worked ourselves of, up from we poverty. Wa- living in an apartment, walking through the hood, you're a little bit more like, hmm. And that's why you have that consistent, so you have in the that. back of your head, awareness of the safety factor, and is this an okay place for queers to be? And So that's the first thing with the massage. It's um, ne- Normally, like with the men's room, I'm going to... You know, I I don't have to have STP. I don't have to pack. I can just go in the stall. Especially since I haven't mastered the whole thing and got it to operate the way I want it to. But anyhow. um, (laughs) We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that, yeah. But, and then with the locker room, I would pack, even if it's just a little bit of packing. I mean, there'd be some packing just because I don't want to stand out as odd. And there are a couple guys from my office that go there. I haven't bumped into them in the locker room, but I've seen them at the gym before. Right. So... And so you'll have like a little Mr. Limpy or a rolled up sock or a, you know, something small. Something to make me blend in. Yeah. Yeah. A little easier. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, but with a massage, I thought, okay, the other thing that I've found helpful when I'm trying to figure out how to deal with myself is to go online which is this great thing that we can do these days because oh i love it when i when i first considered transitioning and then the second time when i almost got my transition going medically you know almost 20 years ago i didn't there wasn't all this internet access let me google that let me see what other fms are doing about being comfortable having a massage right right Right. And because I can do that, then I can usually come up with something pretty good. Like, um, you know, I, Matt Kaylee right. had a had an article about it, and then pe- like six people maybe made made mm-hmm. comments or something. As as the daughter of an engineer, I can tell you that yes, twenty years ago there was an internet, and you could have found it, but it wasn't on your radar. No, not at all. And there wasn't there wasn't a, a an easy Google. No. And I wouldn't have found the resources that I can find now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much more easily accessible. And there's, there's more to access. With modern means of access. And yes, there is significantly more content. Back then it would have been a AOL or Prodigy chat room. Okay, not the first time though. There was no... Oh, the first time, no. 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 Okay. No. It was too many years ago. Yeah, 20, so, 20 years ago when you almost started. Well, there was an internet then, but there yeah. wasn't the access to to other trans folk, other queers that were dealing with these type of situations. Yeah, the, so, the wealth of information was right. not what it is now. So I can just go on there and I can Google some combination of what I'm looking for and come up with some folks blogging about it or, you know, YouTubing or whatever. Yeah. And, and get, you know, a handful of things to say, oh, okay, this, this helps me kind of jog it all back into place here. You know, um, being in, in my transition and having the teenage part where you kind of just throw everything up in there and then it lands somewhere and you go, ah, (laughs) cause you're a teenager and, and then I'm, you know, but then you're being a middle-aged teenager. It's hard. Then I'm 
you know, a middle-aged teenager. So I have a little bit of skills of going, there is a way to do this. That there is. Teenagers, you know, in general, they did, they don't do that Mm-mm. the first time. No. Um, but you can go online and see how other middle-aged teenagers have managed. Yes. And, and say, oh, okay. So, um, some of the options, which are ones that kind of, you know, we're in, wandering around in the back of my head where you don't have to undress as much any more than you want to in any massage. Right. Um, typically nobody's going to ask you about scar tissue except in relation to the massage itself. Can I touch that? Is the muscle underneath it fused as well as the skin? Is there scar tissue that you would like me to work on or should I avoid it? Yes. Etc. Right. And then typically they're going to keep you draped appropriately. They don't want anything hanging out either. They don't want to look at your junk, especially not the middle-aged massage therapist lady. She wasn't interested. No. No, and that leads me to the next part of what we talked about after the massage. Did Mm -hmm. I get all that part from before? Because it's just, it's an ongoing processing thing, and we can bring it up once in a while. Most of the time you hear locker room talk, but this is other stuff, Mm -hmm. other times to figure yourself out. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of guys, you know, they talk about the bathroom anxiety and the locker room anxiety, and massage anxiety is very similar. It's you know, somebody is going to see my body and notice that I'm different and, ah, I don't want to be different or I don't want attention to be drawn to my differences. And if you go in there like you own it, nobody's going to question it. Right. And that that can be difficult for even the middle-aged teenagers yes. to do that. But once you've processed that through in your head and you've sort of so- sorted out all those things that got thrown up in there and landed all over the place. Uh-huh. You get them, once you get them in order, then you're, you're like, okay, I know what's going on now. And yes. then you do feel more confident. Good for you. Yeah. So that that was not a problem. I, I didn't really have her work on scar tissue because I already have the physical therapist working on that. Right. So I focused on some back problems and stuff like that that mm-hmm. have been bothersome. Um, so And your hip because you've been driving a lot and... Using that right leg for pushing that gas and brake pedal way yeah, that, too freaking that, often. That's the same leg that I had this sprained ankle on a few years ago, too. So it's been more problematic over the years when I tore the tendons and so forth. Right. It's a little bit more of a target for whatever's imbalanced. Yes. When you sprained your ankle at SF Pride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carrying the strollers down the... Strollers and suitcases. Missed a stair. And you had to be a man and carry everything for yourself and push the door open for yourself and... Land on my ass. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to try and walk on air steps. You're supposed to walk on sidewalk steps. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Continuing. So I decided that I was just going to go get a massage and it it wasn't going to be a problem because I was going to be draped fine and, and uh, I was comfortable with the ideas of what's going to happen. And see, part of that processing does relate back to the safety factors. Yes. You know, um, especially when you're like naked. So, yeah. Um, what was interesting to me in getting a massage as a man 
the experience was very different. And granted, all massages can be very different, and all massage places can be too. But there was a couple of things I was very aware of. She was much like rougher with me,、mm-hmm. which was totally fine. Yes, you you've often said before that you wanted people to press harder, and dig more, and push more, and but also what she did was it was a little more jostling than it was like smoother motions. Like often you don't want to be too abrupt. Yes, but th- that wasn't it, and and I I was thinking there's you know a couple possibilities there. I'm a man, so I so can she, take it. Yeah, and I'm a man, and we don't want any, you know. She doesn't want them long, smooth strokes getting anything else going. Nope.、Mm-mm. No. <laughs> and so that would make sense. It would make sense to me. Okay. Yeah.、Um, and then I was also aware that whatever part of my body she was working on, she had no idea what my junk looked like.、Mm-mm. And so there you have it. No. And no. as long as you're not tenting the drapes, they they don't care what your junk looks like. No. <laughs> yep. So that that was a that was a whole. I don't want a massage. I probably need one. You did ordeal. <laughs> yes, we did, and I was really glad that you had that set up for after we moved my mom. Yes, because by that point you were just everything was tense.、Yes. Yesterday was good. I was stu- I was apprehensive until I read stuff online and and got more comfortable with that. Right. Right, and it went fine, and you did have a packer with you just in case, and it was the new one. Yes, I have a new one. You have a new one.、Mm-hmm. You got the peacock. Yes, I did. That、the、we almost didn't get、two. in the mail. The generation two. <laughs> did we talk about the mail? We did talk about the mail. Oh yeah,、okay. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. But the package. That was the package. The package in the package. Yeah. And you know, you're you're getting the hang of using it, and we had had the number one stand to pee. And the milk carton. Yes. Homemade. The tried and true milk carton. Yes. Works really good. It does. It, it does. completely does not. It's just look... not something to easily pack with. If you made yourself like a pocket, but then you'd still have to operate the thing. And yeah, I don't know. I haven't figured that out.、Mm-mm. Although I have been starting to try to figure it out because I know it just works as so well for me. If there was some sort of milk carton STP number one contraption that I could, you know, dev-、yeah. come up with, I would, you know, design it、mm-hmm. for myself.、Mm-hmm. And I, I may, I may try to just because I can. I think that would be great. Yeah. Then you can sell it on Etsy. I I don't know. We're, we're going to have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people would want the plans at least. They might, yeah, and then you could just give those away, right, to the other guys. Um, but so peeing is is still peeing is workable, but yeah, there's like diff. They have different harnesses with that thing, and um, a couple of them you have to sew them. Yeah, which you did for me, but, but I did one of sew them, them still, for you. I, I wondered if we sewed it too short, or I I think that. the The waistband is what's pulling it. The O ring. I think so too. I think if we got, um, I bet we could replace that with a metal O ring instead of the plastic one. As long as you're not going through airport security, it's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> beep 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 beep. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, 
Yes, because the O-ring is stretching and it's kind of pinching um, your funnel. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't work. No. And yeah, ha- the other thing I found is you have to be careful that the, the little flap behind the balls doesn't um, fold over on fold itself. over because then you'll pee yourself. Yes, and I, you've had that happen I almost a couple did. times. Yeah, yeah. You told your work wife that you had spilled tea. <laughs> yeah, I I did because I I was afraid that I I don't know if I want to put that on here because then everybody will be like ah oh, George walked around all day at work you peed yourself. <laughs> I was just being a man. You were. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I was freaking tired from all this stuff we've had to do. Dude, are you kidding me? Guys have little dribbles here and there all the time. That's. I just thought that too, and I thought, but I really am just like a man now because I, like, almost peed on myself, and I partially peed on myself, and I was just like, ah, whatever. Forget it. I'm, I've got work to do, and I don't. I don't feel like driving home. No. <laughs> to change my clothes. No. It's not that bad, really. No, it's not. So packing, you got a couple. You got a pair of underwear harness to hold it, and a jock strap, and then the two that are like just straight harnesses. Right, one's optional for play. Yes, and it the has the strap not. that goes down over the balls to hold it flat. Right, and then you got the regular harness, which is the one that stretches. That's supposed to be the comfort one. I'm not finding it comfortable. Mm-mm. No, but everybody's different. Everybody is different. I'm thinking that the other one that's for play that kind of holds the balls in place. The the play harness. Yeah, would because it does go from the middle, and it, it seems like it would be better so nothing folds over on itself. Right. But I didn't get to. I didn't have time for that today, and then I was frustrated that I had more responsibilities mm-hmm. on the weekend to do first and not getting my things that I wanted to do. and Yeah, and so it's a three-in-one. It's peeing, packing, and playing. How's the playing going? Well, we haven't found out about all the playing yet. No, because but... I have a latex sensitivity, and so it recommends using a condom. And so I just got around to getting non-latex condoms for us. Yes. Yeah, so and we'll, we should talk of... about sex soon, then. We should talk about sex soon. Um, but It had not occurred to me until you mentioned to me, oh, yes, you said, I've heard other guys on on uh, YouTube, YouTube and, or just, and you know, yeah, other places say, you know, um, what did they say? What did you say? They they said that basically um, using it in a harness, wearing it, and then using it as a prosthetic with which to masturbate mm-hmm. felt like natural masturbation. Yes. And with more, a proper... But how you explained it to me is, I've heard other guys who, and then you gave the hand motion. <laughs> I did. And I, and I was looking at you like, I had not thought of that. <laughs> yes. And I mean, I, I did the fapping motion. Yeah. And I, I had not thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did you try that? I did. And I was quite surprised. It worked. It worked. Woohoo. Yeah. Now we're going to have to put a uh, explicit tag on this episode, but that's okay. Yes. Oh, well. That's your job. That's my job. <laughs> um. But it does work well, apparently, with the um, the erection rod, and then they have what they call the pleasure kit, which is actually just a little snap-in molded piece of, like, vinyl or acrylic that Can, has fits your junk. Yes, it fits my junk. It, it fits my 
it's made my to miniature fit. Dip a little bit yes better. exactly yeah. that's what it's made for is yeah. to fit the the neophallus yes and it works yeah so i might actually have time today to try to get it to pee right it yeah. seemed like the jockstrap one for me worked the best the jockstrap one did work well apparently for you. some guys can just put it in their pants and manage but you know, I don't know. Maybe I just have such a long day, and you need a little practice first to get used to it before you. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just have to try not to pee myself, and if I do, <laughs> hope it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so that that'll be some interesting editing for you. No, it'll be all right. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about? You pack. Oh, uh, the other packer we got for you was just a soft packer. The you you got for me. I did uh, get it for sailor. you. A sailor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's... My, the idea being that I can use this with a swim jock strap and go get a swimsuit, so I can swim in the pool at the gym, which we are about to go do in a little while. Probably. Maybe There's people at the store, and you know, and I you're don't, don't not. Like Big on people. I'm just not <laughs> big on people. And, uh, you poor thing. I haven't talked myself into dealing with people yet. So Well, that's why we're going to go at dinner time, so they'll all not be there and they'll all be at dinner. Yes, that was my idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know, I know when the people are more likely to go away than others, because it's my preference. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, but so we got you that sailor, and you were packing it down. And it yes. was really freaking. We were, we were laughing and laughing about that. <laughs> ah, you looked huge. I know. I'm like, look at this. And you started laughing. I'm like, I know, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, that was uh-huh. funny. So I'll probably pack it up like the peacock is yeah, usually Yeah, the packed. peacock usually packs up. It, it works better that way. And yeah. so the sailor probably should be packed up as well. Because otherwise, it looks like you're wearing a tennis ball. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Lop that thing off. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I guess. Mm. So I have to get all that stuff together if we're going to go look at swimsuits. Yeah. Yep. What else did we need to do today? I don't know. Oh, flavored lube. Oh, yeah. You said that that would be a good idea, and I hadn't thought of that either, because so there you go. I'm not that interested in... The flavor of plastic. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you'll have to put the explicit tag on there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Was there anything else we wanted to say about packing and massage and... Pleasure kits. Dealing with yourself. Mm. Playing with your. I mean, dealing with yourself. <laughs> if there is, I suppose we'll have to make another podcast. We might. We we've been doing this for a year now. It's kind of crazy. Has it been a year? It like, has. Is it, how many episodes is that? Well, I think right now this is actually episode fifty-three or fifty-four. Ooh. Yeah, fifty-two. Because is we because. went at first. We went every other week for like for did we, did just about for a, week? a month. For a month, uh-huh, we yeah. went every other week for two or three episodes. So actually, episode fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Or but maybe the date, but the date would be a couple weeks ago. When this is released, yes, the first week of March was our first episode release. Oh, that's right. We did delay our release. We were recording but not releasing because right. 
I was dealing with myself. You were dealing with yourself. It was that <laughs> process of, do I want this out there in the world and do I want to draw attention to myself yet? And you didn't want to, you didn't want to put anything out there for the rest of the world to see until you had some sort of medical or formal acknowledgement of your status. Yeah, I wanted a leg up. Well, I'll give you something up. Okay. <laughs> then we better turn this off. Okay. Thanks. <laughs>We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! <laughs> it's funny you take the post-it to your boobs yeah okay <laughs> i think i should pay attention to the words words uh-huh. oh yeah words. what you wanted me to read boobs are distracting they always sorry are. yeah <laughs> <laughs>